We're set up. Yay. Yay. <sighs> and we're back. Gender fluid, safe space, safe-ish space studios. Safe-ish space. As safe <laughs> as one can be. Is anywhere safe right now? No. Has anywhere ever been safe? Probably no. not. There are no safe spaces. Corona 2020. Hashtag whatever. No. I, I've been saying uh, I picked this up from a dude that uh, sold me some things. Uh, he's been calling it Corona Fest 2020, and I yeah. like that. Brought to you by Firefest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by the same incompetent country that brought you yeah. Firefest, by the so, same short-term thinking assholes who brought you Firefest, or the same kind of assholes anyway. You know, it, it's funny. Like, so I've over yesterday and then today, I I asked. Also, I probably look like shit right now because I've been like loading a bunch of all my records and shit into my car. Apology, um, apology noted. But like. Uh, I, I asked like our listeners, like, Hey, like, do y'all have anything you want us to talk about? Like, what do you want to hear about? And I'm thinking like, Hey, this is a great opportunity for our listeners to tell us, what do you, what do you want to hear about to alleviate your stress in this time? Like, what do you want to hear about, you know, that we've never Mm -hmm. talked about before? And like, I was, I was so fucking disappointed. (laughs) I was just like, like 90% of what people wanted to hear about was fucking coronavirus. And I'm like, Fuck you guys, you lame ass motherfuckers. Like, you know, imagination, just like piece of shits. Like, come on. Like, I. I'm not saying I hope you get coronavirus, but I, you know, if you did, maybe our collective imagination would like grow a little bit. We would have a higher stock because, like, all you want to hear about in the midst of this, when all NPR is playing, when all you can find anywhere you turn is shit about so not this virus, coronavirus content. But I think it's also a little bit people's favorite thing. So well, yeah, people love a tragedy, but that doesn't yeah. mean it's a good thing. Yeah, well, I wrote in AIDS. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> But really, that doesn't count. Uh, uh, well, but, yeah. which also, I guess this is a thing, too, where like AIDS, you're not supposed to say someone died of AIDS or HIV. They died of corona-related uh, cause, uh, complications or whatever, whatever, right? Isn't that kind of... People aren't dying of coronavirus. They're dying of... Complications, complications due to due corona. To I don't give a shit. Well, you, yeah, and it was interesting to be like, oh, yeah, right. That's how viruses work, I guess, is that they compromise your immune system or your respiratory yeah. system or whatever, and then get you. You die of complications related to blah, blah, blah. I don't know. One thing somebody did ask us to talk about, uh, they wanted to hear, like, self-sex stories from quarantine. Like, I guess, ma- so masturbation oh, stories sure. from quarantine. But I, I had a good one because I found out I can fist myself last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, like... Do you want, I guess do you want to hear this story? Sure, or? one finger at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, I, I've been trying to keep a regular sleep schedule, but it's hard not to sleep like a college student, you know, and especially when you're just home all day. And fist yourself like a college student. Yeah, right? Oh, those college fisting days. Well, I've never fisted myself. I've gotten four fingers. I've gotten like a cute four, but not even like up to the knuckle this four. Is, uh, from front or back? How do you... What's well, I'll, I'll get there. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I don't know if there was a standard fisting yourself procedure. I, I mean, I think most people, when they do try and like anally fist themselves, reach around from the back and like go in, right? Huh. But like I, when I did it, I kind of did like a side thing. I like went around my hip because I was laying on my back. Oh yeah, and I help. had my like hi- hips thrown back, so I kind of reached around the side because I was able mm-hmm. to get m- my arm bent and go in straight a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It, I didn't set out 
looking to fist myself. It wasn't where I started the, uh-huh. mo- this moment, right? I was trying to go to sleep. I went to bed at like, you know, fucking 11 o'clock. You know the casual masturbation you do to try to get yourself into a sleep? <laughs> well, I went to bed at like 11 and then like, you know, around one, I'm still just laying there fucking wide awake. Yeah. Can't sleep. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to masturbate. But I was like, I was feeling super horny, like super, super horny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, the uh, the girl I'm staying with, Alexis, she has a horse dildo with like right. a cum tube. It's the I same one I used to before, film that yeah. porn with a while back, right? And yeah. so, uh, and, but she she works like odd hours sometimes. And so I hit her up. I was like, hey, do you mind if I uh, borrow your horse dildo? She was like, knock yourself out. It's like, I'm very well may. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's a thing I've always wanted to try. It's not a full-sized horse dildo that's like two feet long. It's not the kind that killed the guy, the Mr. Hands Yeah, person. this is definitely like a, a miniature horse. A miniature horse. Right? As like, I always I, say. I, I've seen this on Only like... Mr. Hands <laughs> known about miniature horses. <laughs> or a horse alive. cock dildo. Did he... Does anyone know whether he had his got his hands on? I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure they were making those back then. But you know, there's that he hedonistic a, treadmill within everybody. Have, and yeah. once you have a little it's bit, a some slope. people don't have the control to not yeah. get the real thing. Yeah. But so she has this small horse cock dildo, and it's still you know like a solid it's like twelve big. inches it's long. Bigger than any dildo I've ever seen someone yeah. put inside themselves. You know, the head's a well, solid size. Where and so yeah. like I I go to the shower and I like warm myself up with like the regular dildo. Yeah. Uh, my dildo just to like. Get you know used to it you yeah. know limber up yeah you gotta and, warm up you gotta yeah stretch. Mm-hmm. and then i like start fucking myself with this horse dildo and like i have it like i have a bunch of cum lube there too because yeah. it's like i've always wanted to pump myself full of cum lube and i just never have like got the opportunity to really like go for it i've used little bits of different times uh-huh. but i've never been like i'm about to fill myself up mm-hmm. and so i got really deep into this like this is at 1 a.m yeah, okay. into the, at this point like one forty five because I I gave the dildo a thorough washing before I mm-hmm. used. It. I didn't just like run in and like shove this thing at me, right? Like yeah. you know I soaped it up and like shit. But like so I'm sitting there and I'm just like getting real deep into this like slutty. I'm just here to be bred. Yeah, fuck me. I'm you a know. little horse. Mm-hmm. No, not even a, <laughs> not even a little horse. It was more just about like the idea of like being bred. Uh-huh. I've never been into. A, no, I've never been a pony play too girl. Bad. It's too bad. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Imagining your horse is pretty cute. Right? <laughs> I was trying to, th- to think if I could moan as a horse. <laughs> yeah. It seems pretty easy, honestly. Of all the animal moans you can get into, that one's right there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and I and I was honestly surprised at how easily I could take this horse dildo. I thought it was going to hurt more. I was honest, I was prepared for it to hurt yeah. more. Um, but then I just fucking, Middle I was of like, the night's probably the right time to go for that. Honestly. Yeah. Cause I just, I dove into that headspace real fast. There was no like holding back. It was like, I was in it. Like I was talking to myself. I was like, Oh, fucking breed me like mm-hmm. shit like that in the shower. Right. And I'm like, I, at one point I'm like, okay, I'm really going to start riding it. Cause I've been like squatting over it, like riding it, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I'm like doing that, I like reach down to see how far down on it I go so I can grab it and like push it up further. And I realize I'm almost all the way down on this horse dildo. Like I've already yeah. been pretty much fucking the entirety of this dildo. Yeah. And I had this small moment of pride. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, okay. Like, Taking it like a champ. I can really take some dick. I, you know, I thought I'd fallen out of practice, but I'm doing well no it's like riding a bike yeah and so i i pump myself full of a bunch of this fake cum and like i'm rubbing that cum and you know then squeeze it out of my asshole which i was which was clean uh i wasn't squeezing shit shitty cum on my that dick and like jerking off thank you 
I mean, I guess some I people could be into that. I was just going to not imagine it at all, but now that you've painted a picture, at least it's a clean picture. Yeah, there's. it's not like a vague tan color coming out. Oh. <laughs> it didn't smell like shit. I mean, honestly, it'd been. I don't know what I would have done if it had. I yeah, might have still jerked off with it anyways, you know? I just, I don't, you just squash it. I don't know. Okay, go on. So, uh, you know, I'm jerking off with this lube that I'm like shitting out of myself or pushing out of myself. Everyone would think of it. Squeezing oh, out. Oh, you're using the, the butt drippings yeah the lube to, that i'm to, like, to i'm not like I'm, I'm not like pushing the lube up into myself and leaving it there for a while i'm like you know fucking myself pushing a bunch of lube up in and then immediately kind of like but you're gonna upcycle the, <laughs> yeah the i'm not gonna waste that lube <laughs> where uh, this is a green podcast as everyone <laughs> yeah. knows we would never just waste lube just because it's been in your ass for a second it's a five and second good, rule good cum lube is not cheap you yeah know? yeah but don't you it's a five second if the five second rule applies to food on the disgusting floor then it applies to the cum 100%. that you shove up in your ass and then push back out. So would you say it's not even five seconds what's happened here, right? No, it's so, instantaneous. It's like coming out into my hand and I'm like yeah. scooping it up across my balls, kind of like doing like a yeah. like a rubbing okay. situation and then a jerk. Okay. Um, so I'm doing that. But then I like, I like you know, I have to like, I push the like horse cock out and then push like the cum lube out. But when I'm doing that, I'm like rubbing my asshole as it's coming out so I can feel the cum coming out of me. And, uh, that's when I'm like, I kind of start fingering myself. Yeah. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And I can, I already just kind of like slip three fingers in. And I was right. like, Ooh, and when wow. You, on the days where you can slip three fingers in right away, it's like, mm, there's a path to the fist. Well, yeah. yeah, but I had never had this before. Right. Mm -hmm. This never happened. Well, so, now you got, yeah, the horse so I've got like you. the three fingers in there and I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm going to get a fourth. So I get a fourth. Mm -hmm. And I, when I slip the fourth in, I instantly slip up to my four knuckles. You're and like, that's when this light goes this. off where I'm like, Oh, I'm, I can fist myself right now. Yeah. And so I just fucking dove yeah. in and started mm -hmm. like fisting myself and fucking loved it. I mean, I've That's never crazy. come so hard. Self-fisting, yeah. Like, and like jerking off at the same time, yeah, right? Jerking off. Okay, interesting, yeah. You know, I've self-fisted for a while, but like I was wanting to have like an ejaculative kind of orgasm. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't really trying to have a prostate orgasm. Oh, you didn't get to have both? No, I would no. have just timed it to have both. I, I, it, I was so overwhelmed at that point. Yeah. Um, I just needed to come, right? Also, you know, it's still in my mind, the impetus behind all this is I'm trying to get myself, I'm trying to tire <laughs> myself out to go to sleep. Oh, there's nothing like that double <laughs> orgasm. Mm -hmm. So I fucking fist myself, but then when I pull it out, I I don't know how worried about this I should be. I don't think I should be too worried, nope. but I did I'm feel a little bit of like prolapsing kind of situation where I felt like I could this feel is the, the outside podcast. of my asshole or inside I'm my asshole Smart, on the outside. Twenty six year old trans. I did have like a mere bodily image. Well, and that and out, I am Mary Eliza right? Norman. A I mean, I've seen people like completely like prolapse. And we're the only queer podcast all back in place. Yeah, it was all back there in the morning. I took a shit and it felt a little different, but it wasn't bad. If you want to get in contact with us. I just think fisting in general is something where you want to space it out a little bit, let things yeah. come uh, back I'm into the I'm not going to anally fist myself again in my email. That's yeah. going to take a little bit. It's one of those things you can get excited about, but you do want to hit muscles heal between sessions. Yeah, training. Exactly. Enjoy the episode, y'all.
Um, but you know what strikes me about this is something that I have also been hearing from a lot of people in like the terms of how their sleep is going. Yeah. A lot of people, this because it's natural. They've done these studies with people in caves with no watches or whatever, and people naturally gravitate to something where somewhere around sundown and somewhere after sundown they kind of fall asleep for about four hours. You wake up for an hour or so, and then you wind up sleeping for another four-ish hours until um, sunrise, and then. What they found is that a lot of these people, especially when they were leaving couples in caves together, this became a natural time to have a lot of sex is like the middle of the night. And so it's just like interesting that you kind of have that sleep schedule going on and you think of it as like, oh, I can't sleep. But it's like, yeah, you're you're supposed to kind of let yourself be in this place of um, middle of the night wakefulness and just enjoy because it can be a time of uh, great creativity too, you know, whatever. Sometimes (laughs) it's creativity. You're going to be writing. Other times you're going to be shoving your fist in your asshole in the shower. While jerking yourself off, you know, but God wants you to have that time in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The twilight. I don't know what we're supposed to call that, but. Um, so there you go, listener. There's a. Quarant- stories from a self-sex quarantine. quarantine. stories. 2020. Have you had any good masturbation times? You know, I honestly don't think I have masturbated uh, since the quarantining-ishness happened, but I did have an orgasm in a dream, which. I'm going to go ahead and number this my fourth or fifth time that's ever happened in my life, you know, which um, I was just, I was in that (coughs) dreaming headspace where I'm, um, you know, pretty thoroughly asleep, but I kind of realize a little bit that on some level that I'm lucid dreaming because I was in the middle of some kind of dentist situation. And then, uh, of course, my brain's like, ooh, Um, (laughs) dentist you say don't waste this one so it was like uh you sure we can't use it yeah so then because when this when this happens my brain gets into this tug of war because you have to like stay asleep enough to enjoy the magic of the enhancement that being asleep will give that sexual fantasy but then it's so hard to come when you're dreaming you know it's so Mm -hmm. hard because my brain will very fine bouncing yeah a bouncing act and so it really is like um, a high level thing that I did. So I, I kept in that fantasy going back and forth and, and like in the fantasy in the dream world. And I wound up having an insanely intense orgasm, like just all over. I mean, it was like an anal orgasm too. This is one of my non-consent fantasies, right? Yeah. So you know how psychological those can be, but it was like, the it's kind of like, I'm, it's like, I, it, it feels bad even, you know, it's tinged with all that like Mormon guilt, mm-hmm. all the like, I'm a lesbian, but I'm having non-consent like anal sex at the dentist crazy, you know what and, I mean in your sleep so like it, those like you know my subconscious fault, parts fault. of your mind are really kind of unlocked so it's there's right. not as much like temperance like conscious oh, temperance yeah. well of that's those part emotions. of what's so hot exactly is that like you, I can really lose myself and then like the nothing's my fault it's just a dream kind of a thing even though I also on some level know that I'm trying to use this I'm like masturbating with my dreams my yeah. dream is my blanket you know um, and yeah so uh, I had this just insanely powerful, very long orgasm, like the kind where, you know, sometimes with dreams, things are unclear. And that's why I say like four or five orgasms I've ever had. And they've all been like maybe one as a child when I was really trying to quit masturbating. Um, but then the rest of them are in the last few years. And it's like something I've kind of gotten better at almost. Yeah. It's easier for me to come, whatever. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? You had an insanely powerful orgasm. Oh, just, yeah, but yeah, it was just very, the longest, most powerful orgasm I've ever had in a dream. But there's just a part of me that like, 
almost didn't I mean it was like very pleasurable but I almost didn't enjoy it you know what I mean yeah it was it's it like, had a realism to that non-consentness where it was yeah. like wow that was intense that made it really like, real yeah I I don't know if I necessarily liked that um yeah so that was interesting and then wanting to kind of talk to people about that then because it was such an interesting experience that I'm like a little bit trying to talk to people at work about it or the girl about it but it's a weird thing to try to talk to people about like yeah because like hey, what we've you want to hear this non-consent <laughs> anal orgasm dream experience yes. I had that I'm still conflicted about? Uh, it's very um, what goes on in those fantasies and consequently in those dreams is very uh, the keepers, you know that yeah. level that psycho the psychology of um, man on woman rape that's going on right there, and so yeah, the essence of those dreams, the essence of those dreams, and so <clears throat> tapping into that part of the collective semi-conscious is. Ugh, you know, like something I can do, but I'm like, cause, and I've tried like to therapists before to be like, is this healthy? And how does it make you feel? You know, but I haven't, maybe I should bring that up. I keep forgetting to mention that. <laughs> kind of to Keeps slipping my mind somehow. Other just... things to talk about. It doesn't occur to me, but maybe I should, you know, make a note. Ask Mindy about non-consent fantasies. Okay. But yeah, that's that's it for me, masturbation wise. So the girl and I, right before the quarantine got like serious, um, we still had a race out in somewhere, one of these trail runs. Um, so she had a fifteen point one mile twenty five k race, and I had my little four mile race. Um, and it was very fun, blah, blah, blah. And we, she actually wound up winning first place, but they thought she got second, but she got first. Um, but I also was like pretty sure when I finished mine, I was pretty sure that I was going to be one of the first, second or third, you know, like I, cause, yeah. but there's like, um, two different lengths of race. The, the 10K was at the same time as the four mile. And so you didn't really know necessarily who was, but I was like, ah, there's no way there were three women of, of either race ahead of me. So I kind of was like, you know, at the finish line, they were like, yeah, let me, um, here's your finishing medal. And then let me, uh, look up. Uh, I think you probably have some, uh, a medal, uh, uh, you've, you've finished a place, but let me look, let me just, and I could tell because she kept like, looking at me and like I had already, this was already at a Christian camp, this race, this trail. Mm -hmm. And so some of the other people who were there at this campground weren't necessarily there for the race, or even if they were, this is maybe just a little bit more of a conservative area. And so me going into the women's restroom had already been a thing a few times. Um, people yeah. coming in and out, you know, where they walk in and then they walk back out to check what it is. And there'd always been lines and classic, everything. Classic, like, like conservative area. Like people are really like checking out the situation and figuring things out. And so, and also I'm wearing shorts and I have been doing this thing for a while now where I shave the front of my left leg and the back of my right leg. It's just fun. I know. Be it's, just it's so great because it only adds to like, and I just really like, I forget what I look like to people, you know? And yeah. so then I'm just realizing like, this woman, and she probably, I would assume she can probably guess that I have a vagina, but she doesn't know, ooh, like, how I identify or what their trans policy would be or anything. So the way she was, like, like, I what, knew. What, where you were even competing. Right, that's what I'm saying, because five men of the four miles had finished or something like that. It was, you know, a few men, had, but enough had that I wouldn't have placed if I were a dude. But if I was a woman, I definitely had, you know. And so she really just was, like, buying herself time and avoiding all gender terms and everything and just being like, 
I think that might have been someone, but let me see about the other people who, because I think you, let me, you know, like just every day yeah. hopscotching around. And so, yeah, finally she was, oh, yeah, okay. And yeah, it was like a nice <laughs> woman's, but I knew she was like, I'm not going to make an assumption not about who this, this person's competing against. <laughs> And could not have been more affirming for me. Uh, this woman being confused for 60 seconds while it, having to look it up is exactly my choice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that whole, what is that? It's really refreshing to me that confusion <laughs> is your affirmation because for so many people, confusion's like a very hard thing for them to deal with. And it's yeah. just nice to hear like someone be like, I'm the joker. Yeah, they you had know. no idea what was going on and it was tight <laughs> so, what could be more fun than to confuse somebody i mean so great um so yeah i came pretty hard emotionally <laughs> talking about <laughs> masturbating in the quarantine man i uh i've been horny as fuck though just being cooped really? up all day and like and so i've been on tinder just like i've been just like window shopping you i just want to know who i i've, I've meant to do it but i just want to know who is on tinder right now who's still hooking up here's the thing tons of people have flooded to tinder yeah it's super popular right even now. if just for the way more hot people on tinder than there used to be really um, that has like increased and then also like because they don't have real life anymore. It's like how we're not at the comedy shows. We all got to do what, whatever. And, yeah, well, like, and just yeah, and like damn. even Tinder like uh, sent sent out a couple messages like, "Hey guys, y'all slow down." <laughs> no, no, it was like, "Hey, we're so like like COVID nineteen, you know, blah 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 blah." Definitely like please keep social distancing, but just know we have seen like a I think it's something like a 90% increase in like continuous messaging over yeah, the last maybe people like, are just gonna talk more. People are That's on Tinder saying, to like, like fucking flirt and yeah. like hook up but it's like i'm interesting I, it, it has been interesting um okay I, I, well i applaud that like y'all yeah. please like don't it's breathe like on good. each other like, but you know uh another thing the listeners wanted one person wanted us to talk about was like sexting in quarantine i'm like yeah this is a great time to practice your sexting yeah well what's funny like, is remember that that texting service that you told me about the sex bot the sex bot yeah they texted me the other day being like Hey, you're in quarantine. Maybe you and your lover would want to start sexting each other, even if from the other room or whatever. Yeah, it's a fun way to like <laughs> spice shit up. I don't know. Uh -huh. Sexting is like a fun, just like easy or potentially easy way to like keep things sexy. I don't know. Like it's been helpful for me. Just like I mean, the amount of like porn being posted online, like am like amateur porn, like OnlyFans shit stuff, like on Tumblr and Reddit, and like you know safe for work, but Instagram appropriate stuff like skyrocketing, yeah. right? Everybody's at home. Everybody's trying to like make money. Everybody's trying to like help everybody else out. And there's a ton of great porn being like put out there right now. Mm -hmm. And like, even though it's not like sexting, sexting, like two people talking, I think it is kind of a form of sexting because like, yeah. you know, I post naked pictures online. I sell porn like casually, right? Not in any sort of intense way, but like for me, it's been like a fun, like, horny outlets yeah. it's like i like taking naked pictures of myself and then like 
so many people message me like wanting to talk with compliments and things like that. And it's nice to be selectively be able to engage with that. Even if it's just responding to like one comment, it's like small little flirty forms of communication can make both people feel really what like really good about themselves. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a slightly augmented form of sexting, like comment sections. Dude, I'm telling you technology did the coronavirus because we are all falling more and more in love with technology right now. We are all spending more and more time on it. And it's just like, this is the, the machines are taking over and they are sending this virus to get us out of real life and into their little hands. Yeah. Dude, it's so fucking creepy. But that's awesome because like, I don't like, that's what I don't like about Tinder is that it's really not that cool to keep talking that much. But I like having conversations with people. I well, like getting to know people. Now. So I'm like, hurrah. Okay. Driven into my little Asperger's hands. What's the thing? It's like, I love technology and everything. And it's like, suits me so well. And I've been in the real world for too long. I dislike technology, but I can appreciate it. I need to fall back in love. Oh, man. I did notice this one thing on Tinder, though. Um, I, you know, they had the super like feature, right? Mm-hmm. I realized I, I, I will super like, um, like I paid for it for just a minute, just so I could unlimited swipe. But I think Tinder gave everyone unlimited swipes because I'm not paying for it. And I was just fucking going to town yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't have the reverse feature, which you do have to pay for still. I, th- I think they're like giving people some shit for free, right? Yeah, like all yeah. these companies are trying to like s- suck a fucking dollar out of this crisis. Which, a, you know. there's the way that different companies are handling this is very interesting and very telling. And yeah. I think will serve some of them well and some of them not so well. Uh, Same. Yeah. Um, so I'm talk about that more in my live stream tonight on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I, so I'm, uh, when I was paying for it, I would super like some dudes, Mm -hmm. but mostly what I'm doing is I'm saving now. I save my super likes only for like attractive trans girls. Like, and the reason for that being is because, uh, I, I want that trans girl to have to like, look at me and tell me no. Right. I don't want her just like breezing past me because what I've noticed in in a lot of times is, and I appreciate getting super likes from other trans girls. Cause the reason it's like a lot of times when I'm swiping, a thing that like a lot of trans girls do is put like the three best pictures of them up and like because it's a really intimate thing it's a hard thing to find pictures of yourself that you like for anybody right yeah and so for trans girls there's usually three or four good pictures where they really pass where you yeah that are super passable but oftentimes they make you look super basic as well, like some basic bitch shit. And so I, if I'm just yeah. swiping through, not reading it, like we'll like swipe no on them. Cause I'm like, yeah, mm, fucking basic, ooh, yeah. look you with the Starbucks cup, fucking fuck yeah. off. Right. I don't give but a shit about that. Happen to look good in that one. And, but know. like, so when they super like me, it's like, I go and I'll look at everybody's profile who does that. Right. Yeah. And so then I read and I'm like, Oh good. Right. Like mm-hmm. I would rather date. I get what's going on in your picture selection. Now I know you're probably, maybe you are just a basic ass bitch, but like, probably these are the only pictures you have of you where you're the most passable and you feel good mm-hmm. about yourself, right? Uh-huh. Oh. Fun thing I learned about myself and realized. Okay. I hadn't actually like put it into words, but realized I was, you ever do that where you're like doing a thing and then all of a sudden you like say it out loud and put thoughts to it. Like you have a realization of like sure. the motivation behind it. And yeah, that just happened to me. That was some quarantine shit that happened to me. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get on Tinder again and have some conversations with people. That's yeah. all I honestly want to do in the first place. Um, but uh, yeah, that's tight. Uh, I just, yeah, I had just been assuming people weren't using it as much right now or whatever, but of course, Mm-mm. instead people are, are bored at home and spending I a lot to, of time on I their phones. I had to phones. delete Grindr. 
Oh God! Because it was fucking. Now you know it's all, it's all your neighbors. Real. <laughs> you really know who your neighbors are. Yeah. At this God point. damn and shit. <laughs> everyone in their grandma and grinder fucking just like. I mean, my my battery was drained. You know, every day it, like, I mean, had to keep it plugged. Battery? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I turned notifications off, which helped. But then it's just like every time I open it, it just constant buzzing as like old messages like yeah. load. Fucking yeah, wild. Notifications off anyway. Um. That's funny. Well, I can only imagine that there's going to be a whole problem where it turns out gay men keep fucking way too much during this and spread the oh, virus God. more than anybody. Gay men, come on. Don't, don't make Do you yourselves have any look proof bad. For this? No, I'm just guessing <laughs> that the behavior is going to fall that way because, you know, grinder. I mean, you're seeing it. You're, you're, that's your proof. I mean, um, but not everyone on grinder is gay. Like, a lot of the people well, yeah, hitting me up are like explicitly like, well, I mean, there's of course they're saying they're quote straight, but like right. But I mean, Grinder has expanded some, but it's still largely like yeah, gay a dudes. Game, game hookup site. Um, but yeah, I think that's hilarious that it tells you how many feet away. So like every time you're on Grinder, it's like oh, well, know, at this point, know, it's your neighbors. You know where they are. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of neighbors, this is a completely different direction. Just, uh-huh. But like, I was, I've been running in uh, Alexis's neighborhood. She lives in like this suburb, so there's like no one on the streets. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, but like I was out, as I was out running yesterday, uh, there was this little girl out front on a tricycle and her mom was like sitting up by the door and like on the phone, like uh, sitting in a chair as she was like riding her tricycle around the driveway and mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. So as I'm running towards her, I like hop off the sidewalk into the street so she can keep riding past me. And as I run past her, she like looks at me and, she, and she's just like, you're so beautiful. And I was just like, <laughs> how old is this kid? Oh, you know, she, she must've been five, four, <laughs> like little uh-huh. kid. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And smiled and ran past. <laughs> and as I started, kept running, I was just like, <laughs> like fucking just like, like started like tearing up. Cause it's like, yo, like, you know, <laughs> for as much as I've like tried to pass in different situations, like just a, that, that innocent, true little girl, like, Oh, you're so beautiful. I was uh-huh. like, I've waited all my life just to be the pretty girl. <laughs> and like you fucking gave that to me. Oh, uh, it was a, nice. it was a great moment. I was like, fuck yeah. Also, I'm like, that little girl's probably gay. Cause I'm like, mm. I wasn't wearing a bra. I was running. Yeah. She had the vibe. She had the vibe. Yeah. Those kids with that. Can I just say it is, a, you know, these uh, androgynous kids always stare at me and it's a weird thing to be stared at by especially because like there's a, a lot of times there's like really cute like attractive androgynous kids at my smoothie place that I work at sometimes you know these like good families walk in there healthy families walk in there with these androgynous kids and usually it's a spectrum of androgyny too but it's like some 13 year old androgynous penis person and some 11 year old androgynous girl they stare at me <laughs> I'm telling you it is the most They're and I'm like, just like <laughs> I don't know how right, to interact with this. Fucking look away. I, look, I don't want your parents are noticing <laughs> that you're staring at me. Okay. Like, what do you want me to do? It is so awkward. And, but I'm just, you know, um, I just ignore the kids completely and only interact with their parents. And then I'm just walk to the back and I'm like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know what to do with those feelings. I do want, you know, it's like your thing about how you want the people who are attracted to kids to be attracted to you. Yeah. I'm like, well, I kind of want 
kids to be attracted to me. I just don't want to fuck them. I just you like just I want, want all people want to be attracted. I want everyone to be attracted to me, but particularly when it's cute little androgynous kids. There's this cool thing of like, oh, I was once a kid and looked at the people who were like older and who were kind of like different seeming and that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, when I mean, you would you're spot getting like to, a, you're getting to live your own dream in a weird a, way. Yeah, it's that Bill and Ted moment of like showing up at the Circle K, you uh, know? Uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Dudes. I really, yeah, that's how I you feel. You were going to go on the most excellent 69, journey. 69, dude. That's, I want to give that speech to those kids, but instead, <laughs> I just talk to the parents. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh, fuck, man. Is that sad, though, because of some people's fucking pedophilia, because these fucking loser, creepy Catholic men, whatever, you know, because of all these creepsters, I can't just, like, talk to a cute little androgynous kid. Few things are inherently bad, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of people ruin a good thing. Pedophilia could be such a fun. Like, how about pedoph- I like? I'm not <laughs> pedosexual, but I th- we all we all think they're cute. You know, what I mean, they're so cute. Like a little turtle is cute. The like, relationship some cute. people have to babies is intensely fetishistic. Yeah, you know. Like, it might not be sexual, but the mm-hmm. way some people, like, just fucking lose their shit over children. Yeah. It's a fucking fetish. Yeah. Totally. But humans are, we evolved to also fetishize, to some extent, these babies. You know, we yeah. define, we find certain things really cute and pleasing and whatever. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of us, but that's the thing, most most adults, not most adults, because some ki- some people really hate kids, but a lot of adults really love kids. Some at different stages of their life or whatever. But we have a real love for kids. We had our pedophiliac we're not pedosexual you know what i mean we literally love children we love the fuck out of children and then we've been made so uncomfortable culturally socially uh, around children because of all these fucking weird pedophiles yeah. it sucks it blows you a lot of people a lot of these old men it seems creepy they what they do just want to tickle a baby it completely innocently they're so fucking cute we want to nibble their little <laughs> cheeks a lot of men feel that way just as a lot of women feel that way a lot of androgynous lesbians feel that way we all just fucking yeah. we love children <coughs> i have a huge amount of maternal instinct but i've been like so just uncomfortable and the whole like kind of weird rumory idea that gay people were more pedophilic than straight people was a real problem yeah. especially on elevators growing up where you're visibly gay and you're just like fuck Fuck. Oh, yeah. dude, every time I'm in a bathroom and there's a child, I'm like, yeah, well, uncomfortable. This is a fucking thing I'm now. Not, I don't want a fucking kid. <clears throat> I, yeah. I, if I were going to fuck kids, it wouldn't be that one, you know. I have tastes. I have, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get rich enough that I decide I'm so bored, I got to fuck a kid now, it would not be that one. Um, I, oh wait, I have one more thing. I think I, yeah. I must have masturbated at least once since we last talked. Um, because I did want, I had one of my little porn afternoons. And so I, I finally went to xnxx.com and maybe I had before, but someone told me you could search little tags or something. So there's a lot less red tape about which, um, categories you can search apparently because all kinds of gang rape like rape and gang rape and everything options. All the options are there. Have you just been porn having it? No, I just watched one video. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, like, Pornhub's given a free. No, I'm saying I didn't know like what site you'd been using before. Oh, have I? Oh, no. I mean, I I will like hop around. I'll hear of some new one and then use that for a while and then just go to some new one. I, I don't know. Uh, I've bounced around on the on the little websites. But anyway, X Some and of them XX, restrict that shit more than others. That Most site of them don't have a thorough enough category list. But that site, yeah, you can really get whatever. And so I, I clicked on some kind of gang rape situation. And 
it started out kind of promising. It's like these dudes and their thing is like, there's this girl who has joined them for some kind of camping situation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and you know, my thing about gang rape is like, yeah, they're probably not going to get the the level of consent I want quite right. But like, we'll just see what their instincts are. And, um, (laughs) But so yeah, it gets way too rapey. First of all, we'll just spoiler alert, way too rapey. It's like the girl's clearly not enjoying it on any level. I mean, maybe if I skipped ahead and watched a little more, maybe at some point she just is suddenly into giving them blowjobs. Cause that's the weird, one of the weird parts of rape is rape blowjobs where you're supposed to believe that she doesn't want to be doing it, but yet she seems kind of like she's, semi into it at this point but it's like I guess the idea is they would be hitting her if she didn't kind of it's just hard to believe the whole it's like when the people do the forced analingus but they're the they're topping the forced analingus and you're like when what kind of rape okay <laughs> I need the premise is all so yeah but so yeah the whole thing is way too rapey and she's just really like crying and sad and they're just saying mean things to her like that is not what I want um, but one thing that I noticed is that I mean I still just kind of like took something sliced it in my brain and then used it for my fantasy it's like some Christians use the Bible you pick and choose the bits but you I like. literally am just like at this point just using a camping scenario with a bunch yeah. of dudes or something you know I don't know so so but with this one of the things that they were doing is they were saying that she had been their friend like in maybe high school or college so this is like years later mm-hmm. and she had been their friend in college but they were like you were such a tomboy back then Oh, you were such, you're one of the guys. You were such a tomboy back then. And now she was just very like, which I didn't, I didn't think this was just bad casting. They probably would have wanted someone a little bit more lesbian looking because mm-hmm. this was just like a regular ass fucking cis straight woman. It would not work for me. Um, but it would have been a more interesting choice if they had picked someone because it seems to be, but, or maybe that's what they want is like the idea that this was, this had been their kind of tomboy, maybe lesbian friend who they now who now is more feminine but also you get to rape her in some kind of weird revenge fantasy I don't know what is going on like yeah, why that's do they odd element why do it. they but that that feels like something familiar to me something familiar even for my own brain in a way in the collective unconscious you know what I mean huh. so my conscious of like that like okay, you you've become like more like sexually appealing before you were such a tomboy and we don't care, but now you're interesting enough that we can fuck you. I think it's more of like, okay, as these, when they're, these people are younger, this person is a tomboy and they think that you're kind of sexually off limits to us. Cause you're kind of one of the dudes in a way, or you say you're attracted to women or, or like there's a whole kind of like, but you're my friend but and I'm attracted to you, but you're one of the guys. Like I had a lot of male, I mean, all my friendships with men. It was like you, there was still an element of they wanted to fuck me, but they but we were bros. And so yeah. I think that there's a tension that they're resolving of like gayness toward that, where they're a little bit resenting of us because yeah. we're pointing out their gayness. And so as a punishment, or as a as a I'll show you, or I'll have my way anyway. They have some still like need to rape their lesbian friends. I mean, that seems to be what's going on. And I recognize that from my own psychosexual, you know, reality with my male friends. And so it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and how interesting that I've found my way to it, but I go, okay, but the rape, if I could just direct this rape, if you got, you know, um, instead of it being like, she's going, no, fuck, get off me. Ah, ah. Like maybe you could seduce her a little bit, you know, and have it, have it be something that she's like, you know, actually I do kind of want to know what your dick looks like, you know, whatever, like make it into some, at some point or make the non-consent something where it's like she loses a bet 
for instance, but the other men also maybe do some gay stuff with each other, and then that'll, (laughs) you know what I mean? If the bros are going to resolve, you know. Yeah, I mean, but I think what you're just describing, though, is just like, I mean, one, I do agree, your situation, your scenario, for me, is personally more appealing, but I mean, you're directing our weird, queer-like version of it. This, I'm sure, was some fucking dude. Right. Direct, it's like, you know, that level of, like, thought isn't going into porn. At least not porn's on porn on that site. Like, that site in particular has a reputation for shit like that, where it's like, yeah, it's fucking chauvinistic and misogynistic. Well, what and I'm it's curious just, about... It's just like, the, the, to find the type of porn you're talking about, like you kind of have to start think, making it. Right. And Some people are making about, it, but you got to go pay for it. Right. And, and what like, I'm talking about might out. be a little bit more uh, too extreme for what they should do or whatever. Because, but but what I'm interested in is what are these? Is this what these men really want for their porn to be, or would they maybe prefer it to be a little bit something where the woman was more into it? I mean, I think there are people all along the spectrum, but you know, I also think that like. Like most things, the people whose voices are loudest and most extreme are the things that get represented more often than not, right? So it's like, of course, like I think a lot of people would like more nuanced like shit. But like, you know, once people like start running further and further to any sort of edge, like that's going to be like those those elements are going to taint everything. So like if if you even though you want some sort of like more like nuanced kind of like edged into there's some like sort of like bet I've lost power exchange difference non-consensual shit. Yeah. I'm sure you could find that somewhere, but like... Well, I think, see, when we use a, not- a phrase like rape fantasies, it's like, so, okay, if the men are imagining this thing and the women are imagining this other very different thing when we say rape fantasies and, I'm, and we have this term non-consent fantasy too but it's like yeah I do really want to make porn because I do want or direct porn because I do want yeah. to have more of a representative like well, here's one way you could fantasize about non-consent people and Dan Savage uh, I think or, and P- or someone surrounding him and like his show coined the term like uh, ravishment fantasies yeah. right which is one part. I mean, because yeah, like, I have a whole bunch of subcategories. Yeah, there's just a there should just be a better language surrounding like this right. entire like domain of sexual fantasies right. to differentiate from what you saw versus like what you want to see, right? Because right? it's so hard to search, even with all the tags on X and XX. It's so hard to search for quite what I want. No, it's a it's literally like a process of like. There's a reason I still just unabashedly save porn to my computer because yeah. it's like when I find a thing that is exactly what I want after. It's searching true, for hundreds more. of hours, you yeah. know, it's like, Oh, or even here's like 30% one, of it is what it yeah, like, what here's one that like, really does a great job. But, oh, I'm keeping that. That's so valuable. I should have kept that Catholic one. It really was quite what I wanted. And it was like from like some central American country too, where they were really working out their feelings with the Catholic <laughs> church, dude, but they hit it. They hit the nail on the head. I was like, damn, I don't know. Or me and these central Americans just line right up. Maybe it's the Mormon, you know what I mean? A similar layer of level of like yeah. Christianiness. Uh, mm. The priest said all the right things. I was, I mean, just like the keepers. <laughs> it was so, good. so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, my favorite porn, the keepers. <laughs> it's a documentary it. on Netflix. Uh. <laughs> I can't help it. My mother taught me that attitude is a choice. <laughs> just see the bright side of everything. not related to anything we're talking about, but I just learned that I think I'm an annoying reply girl. I didn't know that this was a thing. Well, I mean, so I'd heard it. I'd heard the term. Wait, is it a reply girl? 
or an annoying reply girl like reply all reply girl. girls like annoying? reply guy reply girl okay. the, the the original term was reply guy and the way i always heard it used was like somebody who is always replying to everything you post on twitter they always have a thing oh. to say i don't not necessarily good but they always like comment on it Something. they're a reply guy yeah, right yeah yeah um and like people will say it like you know like oh yeah i've got a couple reply guys that just like fucking yeah. won't you know or whatever right but you want that you gotta build conversations on well it. i don't know but this is like beyond just like them having a genuine a thought weird. a lot of the times, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, always had like a weird, weird stalkery connotation. Yeah, they're not just replying; it's it's awkwardly sometimes too sexually. Yeah, or You're just so like hot, weird, or, or just like you know, they always like say some shit that's like, dude, what are you fucking saying or doing? Yeah. Right? So it's like, okay, I know this, but then I was listening. So our friend Devin Walker, uh-huh. he just started a podcast called Receipts. Okay. And uh, they re- like read DMs that they got and have guests on that re- read DMs that they've gotten. Yeah. You know, because you have receipts for it. Right. Okay. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. So I was <laughs> listening to it. But what he was talking about this like one reply girl that he had on Instagram. And I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't ever heard of that on Instagram was it before. You? <laughs> 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 um, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, this trans girl just, I don't know. I can't do a Devin impersonation. Um, but I, I never didn't know that that existed on Instagram and the way he was talking about it and like the girl that was, uh, that's his like co-host was talking about it was like, you know, it's somebody that like everything you post or like all of the stories you post, they like face reacted or send a reaction like to like, you know, your, st- you know, how yeah. they can comment on it. They'll oh, send, yeah. they'll always send like an emoji or like say a thing or something like that. Um, and it's just, they do it for everything. And I was just like, oh, fuck. You have some girls you're reply girling? Not, no, not girls that I'm reply girling, but there's just some people. I'm, I, 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 I finally put this in my little bio. I like, I use, I use the internet like an old lady. And so I honestly, like, I just follow people whose shit I I, like, feel like I have like some sort of like attachment to like, oh, you're a friend of mine. Or people's shit that like I like really like what you do. Yeah. And like I just think you're you're like a cool person, right? And it's like, oh, like and so for me it's just like th- this cool little medium I can just like comment to you at and just be like a lot of people who post records or people who like have different fun occupations. Yeah. It's like as you're making cool shit or posting about things that I'm interested in, I just kind of like occasionally but frequently comment or like occasionally but frequently so it's like i'm not doing every single one right regularly you are regularly but it's just like yeah you know once a fucking week i think that's is that ever but i I was like am i a reply girl i don't think so i think if you if it's not every day it depends on how much they post right so if it's every time they post that might be a lot but if it's every several times that they've posted and like you say once a week or whatever i mean because yeah we're, that's just someone that you're you a follow or a friend or someone you know look- but then i'm just thinking like is it fucking stupid of me because it's like i'm not doing it necessarily to have a conversation but is the fact that like no conversation springs out of it and i'm not communicating any no. genuine information does that kind of like downgrade it and make it no, weirder it's right just, it's more of like it's how there's like sex sex and maintenance sex you know sometimes it's just a nice way to say to your friend hey i saw this thing that you did and i thought that was really cool and that's shorthand for that. And then maybe the next time you do have a little conversation. Maybe okay. if it's if you're doing two two or three, if you notice that that then that's your whole relationship with that person. And if they do that for you, okay, whatever. But if you want it to be more, you know, you just need to make sure sometimes you say you do some substance. Yeah. But we all know that we can't always. 
have a little conversation. And we wouldn't want that anyway. And you just, you know, okay. it's all about rhythms. I just, it was, it was like a genuine crisis moment where I was like, oh, no, I don't want to, I know I can be annoying on the internet with like how I, maybe I'm not, maybe my annoyance on the internet is all like self-imposed and perceived. I mean, do you but feel like, like you have a healthy relationship to how much you're looking at people's stories and posts or do you? Yeah. Well, if you feel like it's healthy, it's probably pretty healthy. Then you know what I mean. It's probably not. There's some people who are just on there and con, you know. I don't know if we're able to do this on Instagram Live or if it would get pulled down. What? Well, we had a listener who goes by the name of Lumber Snatch on. Well, I don't know if I should say that or not. Oh. Whoops. Well, there it goes. Um, who sent us a really great video, like, bless, um, which one? It is the, uh, it is the sloppy queefs <laughs> video, mm-hmm. the sloppy queefs. And, uh, our listener says like most of these videos reference a man named Casey, whom I'm, de- who, whom I believe to be a thought leader in the sloppy queef community. T-H-O-T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the control these women have. Uh, Amazing. Athletic. What do we say? (laughs) You know, personally, it's like, gotta be from the woman I love. Really? Uh, Yeah. I want to have earned it. I just can't get enough of it. Like, but are I you, think is I have it funny a or are you like a sexually aroused by it? I too? don't know. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I feel like I could go there a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, some of them is just over the top. That's the thing is the, the sheer variety of it is beautiful. Yeah. The symphony. You know, it's like, if, like if I found one person <laughs> that just had the right sloppy queef, <laughs> I might be sold that maybe that be it. I yeah, would hear yeah, it and I'd be like, one. oh, that's, that's all I ever need but in again, my life. I think when you're having sex with someone you're really into and then she has a, a, a pussy burp for you, like that's you a different. pussy burp? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's more accurate than pussy fart. So. I like queef. Well, I'm just, you got to mix it up sometimes. Um <laughs> I don't like the word queef. It's not a, you know, I don't like any of these terms though. It's just like really? vagina or anything, you know, we just never have any sexy terms, but, um, <laughs> I think someone who was not into queefs. Queef. But part of it, it's like, I laugh at part of it. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I mean, I kind of like it. Yeah. For, for some of them, uh, yeah, I could see how, <laughs> well, they just, if they remind me of, queefs from real life or whatever you know again if you fucked a woman and she's queefing like you know that can be an it can be an attractive sexual thing but it's just i think not just not from all these strange i think i can't get into it just as the act alone but i think like if i was like in some sort of like mommy dom situation where she's like rubbing her my Uh face her pussy on my face like forcibly right and then she like makes herself like queef on me a bunch like i think that's super hot 
right? Right. And if it's like she's really wet, right? And so it's a sloppy queef and like I'm yeah. like, no, but I don't want to. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that that to me is like like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get into this video, but I can definitely put this into some situations that are like Yeah. Hot to me. Anything a pussy can be doing to be raping your face has some appeal, right? Like this is something a pussy could do to you non consensually. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. I also just like I get into like any sort of like bodily function. Like I think mm-hmm. bodily functions are sexy. I think just like your body being what it is. <laughs> your body being what it is. It's like hot. Like you know, like when mm-hmm. I'm think when I'm getting into like my, my breeding fantasies, like it's that's part of it, right? Is like you're having like your fluids or someone else's fluids like dripping off of and leaking down out of you, like you being like so used up that like you like you know have like a queen. Can you turn that you- off? No, I'm letting the Can whole thing talk? play. But it's, now she's talking. We're trying to talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let it go. <laughs> what are you saying? I just, I just, I like bodily functions, yeah. right? I like, you know, um, I, I like it when like, you know, you're someone says like, Oh, I'm like dripping right now. Or like, uh-huh. that's why like it turns me on to think of myself as like a leaky girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like I do like I leak pre-cum like that uncontrollable bodily function that shows arousal is sexy. And I think oh, yeah. like queefing is like one of those things. Right. It's like mm-hmm. a very controllable, unique thing. Yeah. And I, I can get into it and maybe not like exactly like this, Yeah, <laughs> but it's pretty hard core there. But, um, I think I see. I would imagine that the majority, vast majority of people watching this are going to be more in the laughter than turned off space. But there's some spectrum, and then there's the people who are really more like actually turned on. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's funny, but yeah, I think we all have something somewhere in our stomach. We go one or two ways. I mean, the to some extent. the queefing thing is pretty big, right? Like, yeah. I mean, fart porn and queef porn and all yeah. that. Like, it's a large market. It's not sure. like a. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's just definitely a spectrum of how into it people are. And yeah, there's just this kind of this feeling in your body of generalized arousal, and you have to decide how to interpret that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Queefing. Queefing, ladies and gentlemen. Someone asked us to do, uh, at, well, they just asked, like, can kissing be a fetish? Sure. It's like, fuck yeah. I'm sure there's people who have a kissing a sexuals flag. You know, it's probably someone's kissing identity. Or I'm sure they have that some gay Latin word for it or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, that's it. We're platonic kiss the sexuals or whatever. And they have we only thing. like kissing. Uh-huh. Like, sure. Yeah. Make up a thing. It's just like sex is vulnerable and you got uh, whatever. But yeah, I mean, sure kissing is like definitely kissing. a fetish. Like there are just like, you know, close up kissing videos, different yeah. types of kissing. Right. Mm hmm. And like, ju- and like, I don't know. I think you know, just a good general makeout is still underappreciated. Like adult oh, makeout, yeah. like yeah, we don't have to fuck. The best Can we just things. like sit here and like really There's like make out? But I think a lot of people are bad kissers. A lot of people are bad kissers, and that blows if someone's a bad mm-hmm. kisser with you. But a lot of t- or, or people just aren't compatible. I want to say that just because you're a bad kisser with someone doesn't mean you're a bad kisser with everyone. Find your matches, whatever. Yeah. I think that's probably more. But some people are just pretty bad. Um, but I think you can learn too. Yeah. I think that's also some stuff that you can learn. But if you got lips, that, you know, um, there's some people who are beyond help. But no, but <laughs> kissing is is so hot. I mean, consider the fact that many cultures throughout history um, have had uh, penetrative sex and all kinds of other sexual activities and not kissed because yeah. it would have been seen as disgusting to touch the same stuff with your where you put your food. You it's know? intimate. It's very intimate. Um, yeah. So so it's it's a taboo in some cultures, or it's been a. Taboo. 
I like I've had a my change of like how I feel about kissing. I used uh-huh. to be very into kissing, yeah, and like making out, and like recently, like kissing and making out with people has become like too intimate for me for some reason. It's mm-hmm. like I really just like don't want to like kiss people right now, and like mm-hmm. I sometimes I do, but like when I do, it's like it's a real sign yeah. of like, hey, like I'm actually feeling this. I, I have. I've talked about it only like one time with like one person, but because yeah. it's like, because I'm not making out with a bunch of people, but it, even like with like the people I've been dating and seeing, it's mm-hmm. like, I I just felt a switch change for some reason. I don't know yeah, why, I but it became would, like intensely intimate phase, for me. Phasal thing. Um, and it is very intimate. You know, you are very, cl- you can be looking eye to eye, which can get weird yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's, it's this weird dance that you are performing with someone and dancing is very vulnerable and intimate. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you have to be really present. And if you're not present, it's very clear if you're being self-conscious or distracted, it's very clear. And so that's something to really like, you know, have you ever made out with someone on acid? Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Unreal. Yeah, like well, when you're <laughs> when you're like breathing together with your eyes closed and like making out, and you're like we're in and out of each other. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's some. I mean, yeah, kissing. That's like one of like I have a I have one particular memory of yeah. that. That's like you know yeah. with the like deepest, most intimate like feelings I've ever had. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's one thing that I really value, though, like, in porn that I watch is kissing. And, like, I love even just, like, uh, even just still porn, just photographs, right? I love p- photos of people kissing or, like, mid-makeout or, like, you know, pre just pre-kiss. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of tension. Of yeah. Ten- the tension, exactly. The tension. and the storyline in yeah, that. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like. It's, it's like if you're fucking, you know where you've kind of come from. But if you're yeah. kissing, there's like this possibility of what's to come, right? Mm-hmm. If anything, and that's the that's the best part is like mm-hmm. you're right. It does force you to be present. Mm-hmm. Living that even moment. more than sex does because with sex, like you can get into some kind of rhythm or whatever, you know. But with kissing, it's kind of like like I had this fun, silly, interesting book about like the strategy of playing paper, scissors, rock with someone. Um, and it, they really get into the point where you go, it's like learning about poker for the first time and really having your mm-hmm. eyes open to like, Oh, all of that's going on. You know, when you're like, okay, interesting to like spell that all out. But with kissing, it really is like this kind of ga- dance chess thing. Yeah. Cause there's only so many kind of moves or ways you can do things. Like a sparring or match or duels. Sparring match. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to be so like in it- my head. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to put everything into words? (laughs) (laughs) But when you find that's like those moments, like, oh, like that moment in Sense 8 when like uh, Sun and her cute detective boy like fight each other again. And he's like, that was the best fight I've ever had. It's Mm -hmm. like that moment of like sparring. Yeah. "Mm, Oh, God, it's hot. It is hot. And the girl's so good. Yeah. So (laughs) kissing definitely, definitely can be a fetish. Yeah. And can definitely be like a main sexual interest. Like yeah, for sure. Totally. I mean, a really good kisser yeah. is such a good thing. All the way to the end of the spectrum that I'm on now where it's like, I don't really want you to kiss me. And like when you do, it's like the way you do it, it's like means more now. Right. Yeah. It's not just a lead up. It is like a 
finishing move kind of thing or like a bigger thing. Did yeah. they say estrogen? <laughs> I don't know because it's like this is recent, you know. Yeah, but it should. But just I mean, maybe up. maybe something like switch flipped, but. Fetish number three is, I don't know if we've done this. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but someone just asked if like, there's just like a fetish for sick people. Sure. <laughs> of course there is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you your poison, man. It's like, for me, I definitely want to be sick in a room somewhere and have a doctor take advantage of me. Oh yeah. Like I know Kill Bill is like a horrifying movie, but like the idea of like being Uma Thurman and laying in bed and having like this doctor like let people pay, pay have people pay him to like let them fuck me, yeah, that's pretty hot to me. Like I I really want to be laying in that bed, and so like yeah. sickness if in general, hot. yeah. If the rapists are hot guys, I mean that's a big. I don't problem. know. I get no. I get into the creepiness. <laughs> I, I really want to. I, I like the idea of like an old part. man or like some like I mean, fat, old if they're hot, nasty like you know no. I've got like sores on myself. Shit, like yeah, yeah I can get into some like I, I don't know. There is a I get into the grossness a little. You know, so funny. Um, no, all my rapists got to be hot. <laughs> that's number one. No cooties. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So uh yeah, I guess I definitely I mean Yeah, sick people. I mean that's well there's bug chasers like uh, that's the, a thing. That's a thing. I don't even know if they're for them it's like that they're sick. It's more like just the spreading of that virus though. And like of course there's some sort of like who knows what type of people that are just like getting off like oh just, just like I love you being sick. Like I just love that you're helpless and well, like Well, it was like know? you're killing cats joke where it's like what if your thing is like you just kind of like watching people die because it's yeah. fucking fascinating. I don't want to be the one to kill them and in fact I will nurse them and enjoy you know, help them enjoy their, the last few years or whatever. But if you can find, not even gold digging, like you're just if like, you, I'm not even in it for the money. I donate all the money I ever, whatever. If charity. I can just find just somebody, wanna, yeah, that I can like, uh, is terminally ill and I can help, but I just yeah. want to be there as I they decline. Wanna, I just like watching people like realize they're going to die and like deal with that. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. That should be a fetish. Yeah. I'd not do that. <laughs> if anyone needs a caretaker and you're interested in me being interested in watching you die, I'm down. I think that would be oddly kind of like... I love to caretake some adults. I think that would be relieving to a lot of people. I think a lot of people would appreciate that. Like, you know, I mean... Like, I'll write down your stories and It's not as if you're insensitive to, like, what they're going through, but you just really are fascinated. it's already happening. I'm not doing it. Yeah. God did that. I'm just here to take notes. No, but I think think those people would appreciate that attitude of, like, yeah, you're not trying to bullshit around what's happening. You know, you're not a family member who's trying to pretend, like, everything's okay or everything's not okay or whatever your emotions are are about it you've got this like weird neutral fetishistic relationship you want to tell me about your life story and either uh say i can or can't talk to other people about it what if they were like i don't want you i just want you to be here well sure i don't want to engage with you though oh would you just sit and just like come sit around them every day and watch them die uh, I mean, I, or do you if, want if someone doesn't want to have conversations, I don't think that would be any fun for yeah. us. Yeah, I'm not, sure. not going to paint You're them. not going to watch just anybody die. They need to talk to you. Well, yeah, it's got to be someone who wants to talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I gonna, need a chatty, terminally ill inspiration. I want to hear about your life and stuff and like what you're thinking and feeling and things like that. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to talk about it, that's, that's a podcast. Yeah. To the terminally ill. <laughs> Talking to people who, terminally like, it's like, Ill. look, it's like if you're, yeah. <laughs> I am kind of a server dude at heart, so. (laughs) It's the shock sign underneath it. (laughs) 
Terminally ill. <laughs> or no hangers. Just in italics. <laughs> yeah. Still. God damn it. Another project? Yeah, that's what I'll call my new. Yeah, sick people. I love it. Because, um, well, you know, my, my fascination with death and all kinds of morbid things, it's like, yeah, I don't have any desire to murder people, except that it would be wild to watch someone get murdered. And it would also be wild to watch me murder someone. But you know what I mean? Just as for the breadth of human experience. Now, I would never do that. Um, if for no other reason, the Mormons have pounded it into me. So <laughs> who knows what I would be like? What kind of sociopath would I have been without the Mormons? I mean, maybe we all need to thank the Mormons. A, a, a debt of gratitude to the Mormons for not releasing this little sociopath <laughs> out of the world. You know, I have some, you know, some rules in my head. So, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would love to watch people die. I would Who not. Wouldn't? I don't. No. I, I I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want. I mean, I don't. I don't mind like death and the presence of death in my life. I've kind of had to get used to it this year. I had like a lot of death in my life, you know. And so, like, uh, it's just or this year, twenty nineteen. There was a lot of death in my life. Um, and so it's just one of the. And it's one of those things that I've kind of come to terms with in a lot of ways and i had before that theoretically but it was like putting my theory to the test when people around me started dying yeah. and and but it, it was kind of nice to feel my emotions and my true beliefs line up with this theory i had in my yeah. head of how i would deal with it and so it's like you know i've come to a point where it's like fuck like i know i don't think it's an e it's not a thing that's easy for me to deal with it but i do have like an idea of like my relationship to death, right? Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't like. Let's want not test to it like, any further. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking yeah. to like flex to train, Look, you know, in the I, realm exactly. Of death. Like I, 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 I appreciate your lessons, God, and if we can just, not, just how whatever that you know, your will is going to be done no matter what I do. But um, yeah, oof. Mm. My vote would be no death right now, but of my loved ones. But other people, like that's the thing. If it's, I don't, I really don't want to watch my loved ones die. I'm only all be fascinated when that's happening, I guess. But like, I really, but I, but people but, I don't know. But yeah, that's the thing is, I like, don't mind I meeting you and then you dying six months later. I can this, handle. I would have to be get into it in a situation that's like some sort of like Hallmark movie shit where it's like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, taking care of this, you know, aging like person that's lived a fascinating life, like yeah. I don't want to like sit and listen to like, you know, Joe Blow who's been fucked over by the system for 40 years and mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't I don't want to sit and listen to tragedy as somebody dies. I don't mm -hmm. I I know those stories exist, but like that to me is just like that's so fucking heavy. Yeah. But like if I can like, you know, if I'm doing this for my own selfish reasons and can pick who I want to watch die, mm -hmm. I could I could see some situations where I'm into that, you know. Mhm. Mm I mean, I get off on like stories about like people uh, getting infected and things, right? Like with, with all my alien shit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I there's a lot of like, oh, I've been infected by like their serum or a poison and their saliva, and like I'm slowly dying, like mm -hmm. you know, what I mean? or I'm being used, like I'm impregnated with their like spawn, and it's gonna like slowly d destroy my whole body, and like death is inevitable. Like I can get into those stories, right? And mm -hmm. I so like. But, like, trying to put it in the realm of real people is just, like, fucking, I don't know, that shit hits me. Yeah. Well, I but mean, I'm not even time, thinking about this sexually. I'm just thinking about this, like, oh. in terms of, like, <laughs> I'm always trying to, to do. No, yeah. I know. I, I, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll masturbate about you. <laughs> Someone who's dying. I um, mean, it's a fascinating life project. Yeah, I could probably get into it. But, like. Yeah. Sexually. 
Um, or just like fetishistically, like really fetishistically getting into it and deriving an intense pleasure from the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what that's more why I'm aiming yeah. at than sexually, but yeah, yeah, deriving intense pleasure. But I think I, yeah, would find it intense. Ple- I mean, just like on that weird coked up scientist level like just if you got to if you had access to be able to like watch people die like watch yeah. that moment dude coked up scientist level yeah lots of things are possible <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah that kind of fantasy of like just like getting to watch that moment that would be you know and especially and just like that time leading up to it when shit is real for that person like when people really know they're gonna die yeah that would be wild hmm Get, get high with those people get into a cave yeah. hole with that girl <laughs> you know some 34 year old who is oh god I should have said a number <laughs> <laughs> alright well that's good this has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios we're broadcasting on 66.6 FM that's KFUX peace ciao This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.